There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hello, hello. Hey. <laughs> just, uh, just, <laughs> it's always so awkward when we start our podcast. My name is Amy Castles. We have Trey Castles, and we have a very special guest, Gail Cheatham. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> Gail is a certified life coach, and she works with families to help keep their little rugrats, okay, their kids safe rugrats. online and husbands in line. No, I'm just kidding. It's hey, true. I'm still working on that one. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Gail, so you and I were introduced through a mutual friend on Facebook that I was asking some questions about my kids and getting them back onto their cell phones because our kids are grounded from their phones and they've been grounded for two months and we gave them flip phones by the way so everybody knows you can get a $30 flip phone from Walmart yep they kind of suck but it's they a call and they text I mean they do their job it's it right it's 30 bucks AT&T flip phone it's per it, it worked good you can take your sim card out of your iPhone and put it in there so that's it before we integrated their phones back in, I wanted to get some help, and so that's why we called you. And you've been amazing so far. So tell us. I didn't know you existed. 
like that, you know, because it was like we could have done this years ago. <laughs> right, right. Well, and that is exactly why I exist. So I'll just give you a quick background. I am from South Africa, so sound a little weird. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, so I moved, I went to college, and the only company that would sponsor my visa was an oil and gas company. I ended up being really good at it, enjoying the work, spended, uh, spent 20 years there. During that time, I got married, had a family, and technology started. And I started to see the effect in our lives where we were paying more attention to these phones. And this was way before even Snapchat and all the social media. And around the same time, just also um, started doing some work on myself with counseling and you know some marriage difficulties and, and just really finding out how that affects us and how we are so low only being in the same room with with all these things coming at us. And then as my kids got older and started wanting to get on technology, I just started surveying and reading everything that I could. And um, and there was no one there to guide me through it. You know, we're the first generation of parents to do this. We we yeah. can't go to our parents and say, how did you handle this? Or And, and it's changing at such a rapid pace. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of information out there, but it's so overwhelming. We're so busy. And there's so many emotions I feel tied to it you know even when we were chatting to your kids the other day I said your parents want to give you these things that you it's hard for us to say no and see them disappointed and so um, during COVID uh, you know, God did for me what I couldn't do for myself. I, I knew I needed to leave oil and gas, and this was where I needed mm-hmm. to be. And I lost my contract, and I thought, okay, I can go back to what I've always been doing, or I can follow this. And so I became a certified life coach. And the whole goal is to support families, to walk alongside you, to help you feel empowered, to know how to have these conversations, how to set up the technology. And mm-hmm. I think it's pretty apparent that I don't have a tech background when we met on Monday, (laughs) but I am willing to get in the trenches and do what needs to be done because that's where a lot of parents were stumbling. We could do the talking, but then they wouldn't know how to do the phones or or give up. Mm -hmm. And so every step that I can make it a little bit easier to implement to keep our kids safe is just what I'm I'm bringing to families now. So That's awesome. Well, you still have a very solid foundation, uh, a knowledge foundation when it comes to how to set up the things. So you, you know what is all out there. You may not be complete, you know, technology guru, but the average person doesn't necessarily need a coach like that to be the 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 guru in it. We just need some general steps to help us become aware of the topics that are a concern as well as the motivation and the support system to be strong in our kids' lives when it comes to how we monitor these cell phones and um, the devices. And because it is practically a full-time job. It is. It is. This has been a huge... um, this has been a huge concern of mine for quite a while. I've I've felt um, this it's this deep feeling deep in my core that the technology is robbing our kids of a part of their childhood. And I can't remember if I had talked about this with you or Trey. Or I can't remember where I, I said I mean, this. We've but, talked to it through it in circles. I mean, but someone who goes through a lot of trauma in their life as as children. Um, 
maybe they uh, grow up and they're missing aspects of their childhood that they should have gotten by either neglect, abuse, um, moving around a lot, trauma, just not even, maybe they were, um, you know, Britney Spears and, and they were practicing singing all of their life. Mm-hmm. They missed out on part of their childhood. And then when they become older, in their 20s, 30s, they start having children, they start realizing just how much they missed out on. I don't want our kids to grow up and think that think about some of the developmental things that they should have been doing but that right. they didn't do, like mm-hmm. building a treehouse or raking leaves for you know 50 cents or whatever. You well, need to like, pay them a little bit more than 50 cents, but yeah, raking <laughs> leaves is one. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was in fourth grade. If I was bored, I, I would figure it was figuring out a way to make money. I would go to the neighbor's house. Now you can't do that really, but unless you trust your neighbors, but I would vacuum and they'd give me a dollar, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And kids just aren't, they just don't think of things like that anymore. Right. Um, we're all so busy. And then there's just these little windows of things to do. And then they just go on their iPad. Well, and with that, I will jump right in to one of my biggest fears. And this is what I tell parents all the time is that, and we're, we're starting to see it. I, w- I was worried that, you know, we're going to have this. Well, we're, we are actually hearing kids talk about this now that almost as if they were gaslit, they don't know why they're so lonely. Mom and dad were always physically there. I had all my needs met. I had a roof over my head. I was fed, you know, all the things. But spiritually, emotionally, mentally, mom and dad were unavailable because mm-hmm. they were on their device. Mm-hmm. So as wow. much as I'm talking about keeping kids safe, this is a problem for all of us to it's be a aware of. Yeah. issue. Right. And wow. it really, you know, you mentioned neglect with the, the trauma. And if you're not paying attention to your child, that can go under neglect. And so we have all these kids that their parents might be sitting on the couch next to them, but they're not really communicating and they're not really available. Ugh. That's deep. I know. Dang I'm, it. I'm guilty of Dang that. Dang it. I remember last night. So we were talking about the kids here today. Know, but you know, but everything starts with the parents though, right? Yes. It always does, no matter what. If your kid's being a, a jerk and he's angry and you, what are you going to do? It, you have to think of your you have to think about yourself and what's going on within you. I try it's and do my asleep. binges at night when everybody else is asleep. Do you know what the Bible says about doing things in secret, Trey? <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Don't get caught. Oh, uh, geez. <laughs> last, just, just last night, I was uh, getting in the bath, and River, I was getting ready to get in the bath, and River was talking to me, but I was finishing up sending a text. And then he goes away for a little bit, and then he comes back, and then by that time, the person had responded. And so then I was sending the response back. I was kind of in this conversation, and then I realized in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, this memory is going to be him seeing me looking down at my phone. Naked in a bath. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> okay. He's kindergarten. I mean, we're, we're getting close <laughs> to that time. But anyway, I just, I thought about He's that. He's going to be traumatized. It is. Um, he, he would only be traumatized looking at you, naked, not me. <laughs> this has gone really weird. This has gone really wrong. This has gone really, really weird. It's not what I signed up for. Anyway, I, I just, it, it, uh, it, it I caught myself. Mm-hmm. I caught myself because I remembered what you said. So I love that you came to our house. Mm-hmm. We sat down as a family 
and we discuss things of our expectations and what what the rules are what the expectations are and then of course we still need to you know work on our consequences and work yeah. on the tech contract that you gave us but this becomes an agreement between Trey and I Trey and I have to have our agreement of what we want to do like let's make a pact uh, that we're going to do this or not do this and then let's let our kids know and get them involved because we haven't been on the same page and no you, we haven't and 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 I've always looked at and I, and I mean I guess we're talking openly about this but Amy's been more on the radical side of things. I've been more on the lenient side of things. And so we're trying to bridge the gap and, and come together because I've got to get more aware of these issues and, and start helping with the, with the solutions. Um, but I also don't want to go too far to where it becomes that's all they think about because they can't do it. Right. So there's this balance that it we got to find. It's such in a, there a difficult challenge, and each and each kid's different. Yes, exactly what I was mm-hmm. going to say. Yep. So and and I also, uh, you know, encourage you know not to feel shame about it, not to blame each other. You know, we really are doing the best that we can, and things are changing so rapidly. And your situation is not uncommon. It's very similar in my house. Uh, with most families that I meet, it, it's hard for mom and dad to get on the same page. And even with your technology use, we, we use it in different ways. Well, and I think, you know, Trey's on one end of the spectrum. I'm on, on the other end. It's like I feel that I have to stay on this end, which kind of stresses me the hell out, to mm-hmm. be honest with you, yeah. because he's so lackadaisical with it. I mean, when when I go out of town, I mean, the kids, they're allowed on everything. <laughs> there's no monitoring. There's nothing. So it's then, not yes. that bad. We oh, call it dad parenting. <laughs> oh, it's... I, yesterday right, I came whatever. home. I, I came home. I'd be gone for like three hours. I said, "Where's River?" He goes, "I don't know." I, he goes, "It's not. It wasn't my responsibility." I, I didn't I, say that. Yes, I just looked at you, you like, did. "What are you? Why are you? Why are you? Why are you, you asking said, me?" It's not. He's not my responsibility. You said that, okay. and I go, "Yeah, he is. You're the parent." <laughs> I've been gone. I go. He's been upstairs this whole time. He's like, "Yeah, he's been good." I'm like, "Because he's been on iPad and he's double fisting iPad and TV." He was only on the TV. He was on iPad, too. After he got off the TV. (laughs) But see, Evan, our oldest, for everybody's listening, for all the Karens in the audience, um, Evan is 14, and he was in the house, and he was uh, with River. Trey gets hyper-focused, and he does a fantastic job on anything that he's hyper-focused on. So Trey was hyper-focused. Okay, so... um, Thanks, honey. You're welcome. Well, and I don't want to... throw you under the bus but it's too late (laughs) (laughs) when when we had that initial zoom um before the weekend yeah you said that you hear these stories of kids uh that you know amy has heard but it's not going to be my kid or you know i don't know how widespread it is you know maybe Mm -hmm. these are unusual situations and that was the trigger that made me uh, suggest to you guys that you watch childhood Mm 2.0 because they go over this syndrome that parents have right now it's called not my kids syndrome Mm -hmm. and nobody expects for themselves or their kids to get kidnapped or be an alcoholic or you know all these horrible things in life but it happens and it is more widespread and we are all in a state of denial. And I say it without judgment because I do this for a living and I, I, I still fall into the place where I'm it's not my, not not my, my baby girl. It won't happen, you yeah. know? Uh, and I have to pull myself out of it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Gosh, that's a good point. 
So that is a perfect um, opportunity to go into, let's go to technology addictive. Let's talk, is technology addictive? Yes. <laughs> um, they have video where they're sitting in the congressional hearing. You could put, the, put it side by side with the tobacco industry saying that it is not addictive. And we know how that worked out for tobacco. Mm -hmm. um, what the technology companies did was hire psychologists, study the brain, and figure out exactly how to get people engaged, get them to stay online. Uh, I asked your kids, you know, how much do you pay for Snapchat or social media? And they said, it's free. And I said, well, have you ever heard the saying that if something's, if a product is free, you are the product? Mm -hmm. And so it was made entirely to keep us online because the longer we're online, the more they can monetize us mm -hmm. by marketing and and mm -hmm. our social beliefs and and everything everything it was an, an it, ingenious entrapment the the scrolling down is uh modeled after gambling slot systems just how wow. uh that addictive pattern and then they wow. went and then I they went like to uh <laughs> it, the feed used to stop when it first came out now it, it's never ending it, that's you know what you're right it did because it would it would bounce when it hit the end yes and you, you now, the now end. it just goes on the notifications you could be sitting doing something else and all of a sudden you get your ping well what's that doing it's bringing you back to pick up the device pablo and the dog <laughs> that's why you said it's good to turn off your notifications yes okay and, and there is a level of dopamine hit, right? There, my best friend Brittany told me about that. She said, when you post something and you get a comment, it's an instant dopamine hit. Yes, and so that's what they studied with the brains. You're getting, you're actually getting dopamine floods because you're looking at so much online. And uh, I just read a study now that our attention span has gone down to I think something like 47 seconds. So Jeez. we're just jumping from thing to thing, and we get overwhelmed. Our bodies, our brains are not meant to process things like that. But we're getting the dopamine hits, and what we're not getting is the oxytocin, which is your love drug that you get naturally from eye contact you know what we're doing here mm -hmm. you don't get that online and from yeah. a hug so you're getting all of this dopamine that makes you want more without and the connection without the connection there's no depth right it's in it's endless fixes yes we recently talked about our wow. oxytocin hit on a side note i just gave me chills because it's like you're just constantly hot yeah you're literally just fried mm-hmm yeah, That's and crazy. people with addictive personalities—they are no I mean, wonder I'm so. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you know what um, Ben Blankenship, who was on here, uh, he's been sober for five years. He said everybody has an addiction yep. at some point. You know, whether it's food, shopping, um, sex, porn, uh, social media—I mean, everybody has some sort of addiction. So. I can see well, where and this allows it to be whatever yeah. channel you want it to be. Right, right. All of whatever all of addiction the above. you have or yeah. multiples, you mm -hmm. have access to it twenty four seven live. Right. In front see, of if I feel like if uh, the way I see this is if we know their codes, if they're if they're trying to flood our brain with dopamine by social media, but it's it's fake. What can we do that gives us our dopamine hit that's natural? You know, how can we naturally get dopamine hits um, 
and the oxytocin. Like if we're miss, if that's something that we're missing in our life, what can we do uh, to produce more oxytocin? Right, just naturally. We had Dr. Bonnie Hubert. We've had her on here. She's a life coach. Oh, I love her. Oh, you know Bonnie. Mm-hmm. She, so Bonnie said um, she's always given her kids a twenty-second hug. She gives them a hug and she says, Mm-mm, and she doesn't <laughs> let them go for twenty seconds. And because that's because you get that oxytocin yes. hit. So and Trey and I have been um, well, like most nights, I'd say it's kind of we've been. The physical really? touch, the yeah, the, the, like our 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 cuddle challenge. Our cuddle challenge, yes. Do the tray and Amy. Sometimes Cassidy's it's like just challenge. the finger that goes over. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you you got to do it like multiple times, like every like every night, just cuddle for like even if it's like five minutes, mm-hmm. um, just to get the oxytocin, and then also it helps desensitize your man because before like you know you might only cuddle be- when you're about to have sex. Well, now if you just cuddle all the time, like they don't know what it's going to mean yes. and then also for, <laughs> all for, for the female who might be like I'm not going to cuddle why do you want to cuddle what do, you, what do you want what do you want I have a shave hold on I haven't taken a shower yet tonight hold on why do you want to cuddle I've got gas oh my like, God. Why, why, why are you trying to cuddle with me what do you need get and me then, all messed up in the game baby. yeah it's like oh it's just a cuddle like it's you know, I feel like that's the progression of all relationships we had that too yeah. where I'm not gonna touch you because I don't want to tonight. yes like, like what do you want he comes up and touches like what do you want how, how did, did it we really get on strengthen? This? Yeah, Are we talking, talking about, about technology? Okay, let's but, go back to technology. But that, let's that, go to that's such a, that is such a good point, though, because it makes a difference, right, in your relationship. Here you are married, seeing each other every day, uh-huh. but that cuddle challenge, that touching, it improves your relationship, yeah. and that's something that you know we need to tell our kids about. Do more that, of right, yeah. And you know what, I can. Well, you know what? That's a whole other subject. Okay, let's go into inappropriate content because um, that goes perfect right into yeah, right into what we were talking <laughs> let's about. Let's go to inappropriate content. Um, how what what is the issue with inappropriate content right now? How big is that? Well, so I mean, the biggest issue is when you give your child access to the internet to a device, you're giving them everything in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it it doesn't come down. Uh, lock lock down so that it's protected and then you slowly allow them to have appropriate content no for the parents that don't know and and haven't set up the parental controls they have access to everything and uh, the the average age now of uh, exposure to pornography is eight years old Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. And then we know the earlier you're exposed to something, the more likely the addiction is. Mm-hmm. So um, their brains just, they're, they're not able to cope with these things. We're not talking about it. There's just a lot of shame going out. And then that leads into, you know, more predators and going after others and, and showing friends. So it, it's just a vicious cycle when we start giving kids things that they're not ready for. Yeah. Um, one thing that is severely lacking is TV and movie ratings. We know... You don't if, even know what the ratings are. Exactly. There are apps, they're aged four and up. Uh, and then even others that maybe have a, another rating, it, it, it's, it's not regulated. It's not looking out for our children. No. So um, it's just really dangerous to, we need to, at the very minimum, put on those content restrictions. 
and it's not just inappropriate content of what they can access on YouTube or Safari or TikTok or Snapchat. It's also the kids sending nudes to each other. I mean, this is a huge, huge thing. Yes. And they don't realize really what they're doing, truly what they're doing. And because you... They're immature. Well, people are talking about it. Like, they'll, they'll talk about it on TikTok, like... So and so sent me um, sent me a picture of her tits, you know, or something. And so now you then you have a, a college age kid saying that on a TikTok video, right? Mm-hmm. And then an eighth grader is watching that. So then he asks his girlfriend, "Hey, send me a picture right. of your tits." And then there it goes. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, breasts. <laughs> um, but I mean, the, but bad. but then the, and then the girl. Um, she really likes the boy, and then he keeps pressuring her. So then she does it, and then now it's blasted out to the whole football team, or That's horrible, or whatever. And then, and then the dick pics that boys are—I mean, I'm sorry to be graphic, but unsolicited. It's, it's, it's real. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, they're sending these pictures, and I'm like, <laughs> sorry, I just—you get a lot of them. No, I'm just—I'm <laughs> thinking of these kids. I'm, I'm like. The peach fuzz. <laughs> stop it. Just stop I mean, it. They're sending pictures and they're not even like you're, pr- I don't know. You know what? We're, well, we're going to move on. Um, uh, it's become the new first base mm. and they are requesting, oh, they're requesting nudes before stop they it. even start dating. That's like holding hands and doing the arm over the, at yes. the movies. Mm-hmm. It's now a, a D pick. Mm-hmm. So Boy, and it, it and they don't they don't realize Gee. the emotional and mom. mental impact that it has yeah. when you send a vulnerable picture of yourself. Not only is there that risk of it being out there to the world, and you know that things never go away, but you also you lose a piece of yourself. Mm-hmm. You're you're giving up a little bit, and they don't realize that long term impact on their soul. Well, that's the same as taught. sexual intimacy before a certain time in your life. You, you have sexual relationships with, with multiple people. Mm-hmm. You have soul-tied connections with them. And, yeah, you can be left feeling very, very empty inside. Right. So you're saying it's, this, it's showing the same even with just sending vulnerable pictures of yourself. Yes. Wow. I never even thought of it like that. Well, which creates a terrible loop because mm-hmm. going back to the dopamine and the lack of connection, so you have loneliness. You have loneliness and a lot of surface connections, and you have these vulnerable pictures going out, and, mm. and so it's this recipe for poor decision-making. Well, and then, it's just so widely, easily done. Yes. Well, their self-worth, it, they, they almost... It's never going to go well, right, when they send nude pictures. At some point, it's going to go haywire. And obviously, if a child has a low self-worth, then um, they and they send those pictures. Maybe they have a high self-worth, and that's why they sent the pictures, because they're like, I look great. <laughs> but, but at some point, their self-worth is going to go down. And then it's going to be reinforced by the reactions, whether it be criticism, bullying, humiliation, whatever. Their self-worth goes down, and then now they're con- con- going to continue continue that behavior because that's what they believe about themselves right self-sabotaging 
whenever it comes to the inappropriate content, pornography, things like that, um, I have a friend that uh, I talked to last week, and she said that her eight-year-old daughter, she allowed her to have, excuse me, nine, she allowed her to have Snapchat to be able to communicate with grandparents because the grandparents were like, hey, we figured out grandparent, uh, or we figured out Snapchat, we're really cool, and let's we're going to content or connect with you on Snapchat so we can send each other funny pictures. So that's what that's, they that, allowed. Okay. Well, the daughter figured out how to make a whole other iTunes login password so that she could have a completely separate profile on her phone. And then under that, she created another Snapchat account that was completely private, no grandparents, nothing. Well, she started communicating with other, quote, kids in other countries. And those, quote, kids were sending her videos of them masturbating. And these are eight, nine, ten-year-olds sending pictures of themselves or videos of them masturbating. And they said, Mm -hmm. send us some back. So she did. So she was sending her videos back at, okay, nine years old. Well, the mom found out, and the mother is um, pretty technologically savvy. I mean, she understands the dark web. She knows how to search it. She knows how to look all through it. Um, She's a web developer. Okay, and her own daughter got got this far. And so um, she ended up finding her daughter's picture on a bidding site. And her daughter was being bid on. And so she had she cut her daughter's hair, she dyed it, and they moved. The whole life. Because they had location services on and all other stuff. So people knew exactly where she was. They knew exactly where she was. It's so sad and real. And that, that unfortunately is what happens a lot. You said that they were receiving, she was receiving videos of other young kids. And so they recruit people. Once you're in that circle, then it can be your job to go out and and get others. And so that's why you see the videos of young kids and, and they're, you know, getting each other in. Uh, Scary. Now, and this goes along the lines of um, safety and predators. Um, Predators don't have to be from other countries. I'm hearing that there's actually predators at the high school level, boys in the high school level, that they're hiring Mm -hmm. to work for these rings. Mm -hmm. So the ring will hire a boy in high school, and he will start uh, talking with a girl on Snapchat. Maybe she's in junior high, maybe ninth grade. And over a very long period of time, they're starting to... um, you know, send pictures, do things, getting her to sneak out, do bad things, so that now she has a track record of getting starting to get in trouble. Then becomes the introduction to this trafficking ring, which he mm-hmm. introduced as his uncle or family friend, and then she thinks they're cool because they give them alcohol and this and that. And then finally things start to come to a head. She's really getting a lot of trouble with her parents, blah, blah, blah. And then they get her to come out with them, and then now she's gone. They take her. She's gone. And she might be, you know, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th, whatever. They go to the police, and they're like, you know, what has she been doing? Um, oh, she's been sneaking out. She's been doing this, doing that. And they're like, okay, she's she's run away. She hasn't run away. Right. She's been kidnapped. The way that it's done, it... Um it makes them feel like it was their choice. Mm-hmm. So they, even even to her, right, even to her, she, 
you don't always recognize that you've been trafficked or been manipulated because it's done in such a clever way that, well, I made that choice to do that. And, mm-hmm. and that's reinforced. And then the level of shame that you feel yeah. to come forward. And they're not always sent away. They're sometimes living among us and we don't know their secrets. Uh, and Houston, unfortunately, is one of the biggest hubs for human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I work closely with nonprofits in that area because I'm on the front end trying to stop this from happen happening, and then they know what's really going on, on as well. And I, I talk to kids about if it's too if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. So these groomers are so smart; they can create a connection with your kids in less than a week. He said uh, in, over a long period of time, they can really get the mm-hmm. trust in such. A, they're so good at what they do; it's mm-hmm. scary. And uh, and our kids fall for it. So we have to empower our kids with, if it sounds too good to be true, it is, and, and the self-worth. And don't send anything that you don't want the whole world to see. And uh, Because the truth is we can't watch them 24 hours a day. We, I have to teach my kids to protect their hearts and their brains because there are going to be times that I am not around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, shoot, I know what we did when we didn't have access to this. We would seek it in other ways that was harder and took longer. Yes. But we still went after it. Now it's so easy. So We had to worry about being approached at the mall for a modeling agency. Yes. Remember that? <laughs> like the, the, the fake modeling agency? Let me take your pictures. And you're like, oh, that yeah. That actually happened to me. <laughs> it did? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you go take the pictures? My friend did. What happened to her? Uh, they very slowly got her to take off her underwear, and she she had a see-through top on, but it, it got very inappropriate very quickly. Wow. Mm-hmm. And did they ever kidnap her or anything like that? No, I think her dad was aware, and it was just that one time, but it could have been a lot worse. And what this was, was in South Africa years ago. Yeah. What, what was it called at the mall? Glamour shots? Yes. Oh, yeah. Glamour shots, I yes. I still have my glamour shots. Did you ever get glamour shots? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bring glamour shots back. <laughs> Actually, no. they're all doing glamour shots in their own bathroom. Yes. Yeah. All the filter, yes. Yeah, that's everyday glamour shots, but the, nothing compares. The, the whole side profile picture with the, with the jacket with all the rhinestones. Yeah. Big old 80s. Hair. The, the, the hands under the oh chin. Oh my gosh. How did we get on game shots? Okay, let's talk about mental health comparison and bullying. Oh, yes. Mm. Such a big issue. You know, uh, suicide rates, self harm rates have all more than doubled. Suicide is the leading cause of death in the second leading cause of death in our teens. Second. Uh, which just think about that, you know. For us growing up, that I, I never even thought about I even, even knowing anyone um, that mm-hmm. you know thought about doing that, or ever had the courage to go through with it without well you now know, having somebody there for it's you being idealized, mm. and the depression and anxiety, that loneliness of behind a screen, the comparing yourself to somebody else's perfect posts. Uh, Comparing yourself to your own filtered image, you know, that you can never actually look like that in real life. There's so many things that are going on with our kids 
you know, this is a tough time to like yourself and figure out who you're going to be anyway. Mm -hmm. And then couple in all of this pressure with other people's fake posts and uh, and filtered images. And then the bullying, when we were bullied and we would come home from school, we got a reprieve. We got mm-hmm. to be with our family. <clears throat> but now you're accessible 24 hours a day. And it happens in subtle ways that we may not even notice when we pick up our kid's phone. So they may have been in a group chat Mm. and somebody kicked them out. We're not going to pick that up if we're just looking at a phone. But to your child, they've now been excluded from From a group group. that they want to be a part of. Uh, Insta posts and things where we're doing this party and immediately the child knows I wasn't invited. Yeah. Or there's even stories that you can do. You can do it to all your friends or you can do it to just a group. And so your child then sees, oh, I wasn't a part of that chosen group. There's just so many ways that they can be left out. And then, you know, the traditional meanness that oh uh, it's just it's so much the, easier to be to say mean things when you're not looking someone yes, in the eyes. Yes. The mean because because back in our day, you get hit right in your nose. Well, in human nature, it's it would be really hard for me to look at you and say something mean and see your reaction. Yes, there's um, there's a lot of posts that we would see of our kids this year um, from the kids at school, and and they would be a lot of group texts or they would they show us screenshots and stuff, but it was cussing, vulgar. Um, F-bombs, mother this, mother that, you know, like just through that that channel. And now it's all recorded. Everybody knows it's out there. I mean, granted, we would have locker room talk and stuff like that, but you don't put it on the text. It's right. like they're just... Like, prove it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd say that. Well, um, the other thing, and I, I don't know, there's no way to get around this, but there are kids who aren't on Snapchat and... There aren't. That is, you know, the platform that kids use to communicate. But um, there are kids who will take horrible pictures of another person mm-hmm. to humiliate them, mm-hmm. and then they'll go take those pictures and then post them on Snapchat for everyone to see. Right. And then it goes out to the whole entire school, mm-hmm. and then they're now humiliated. That I know somebody specifically who's had that happen. Yeah. Um, but how can how can someone even monitor a situation like that? There's really nothing that they can do. So that's that's why I'm on a mission to talk to as many families as possible mm-hmm. and for you to talk to the families that you mm-hmm. know because it really takes a village. It really is a culture shift that we have to do. And it starts with it starts very young with um, raising our kids to be good citizens just in life, Mm -hmm. you know, to have that self-worth, to be kind to others, to include others, because you need that foundation before you can even carry that onto the digital world. And then it's a whole nother thing that, okay, now that you have this device, don't say things you wouldn't say in real life or that you don't want everyone to hear. And and it's all of, it's a, it's constant conversations and lessons for our kids. How is self-care relevant when it comes to technology use? Well, it affects our mental uh, 
well-being, right? Mm -hmm. The anxiety, the connection, all the things that we've talked about. The sleep that teens need, we need to disable the phones. We need to take them out, screens out of their mm-hmm. bedrooms because their growing bodies need eight to 10 hours a night. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a, a, a habit that doesn't do anything for us. There's so many things that they process during their sleep. There's so many things that they're converting from short-term memory to long-term memory that they really need to have their cell regeneration. There's just a lot of things that they're getting from their sleep. And that sleep then affects all their interactions, all their studying. We're sitting more still on our our devices. So physically, Mm -hmm. mentally, and... Uh, emotionally, it's it's affecting every part of our life. Yeah, you know what? Evan came home from school yesterday, and I, he said, I have homework to do. And I said, okay, go up, so go ahead and go get started on your homework. So he brings his computer upstairs, and he goes and gets on the couch, and he starts finishing up his, I don't know, geography or something homework. Well, I'm busy. I'm cleaning up. I'm making dinner. I'm doing all these things. I go up there a couple of hours later and I said, are you finished with your homework? And he was like, yeah, I finished a long time ago. And I'm like, then what are you still doing sitting there? You didn't tell me you were done. You didn't ask if you could be watching TV show. I have no clue how long he was watching shows on his laptop because if he was watching it on the TV, I would be able to see the TV. So it's, this is a, freaking full-time job yes that i'm sorry i don't have time for it right i don't have time (laughs) to constantly monitor every little thing every text nobody got time for that (laughs) ain't nobody got time for that i don't have time to monitor every text how long you're on this how long you're on that who's sending what are you getting bullied are you sending dick pics like all of it. Yes. Help us. It's crazy. That's the number one thing I say to parents who have not entered this zone yet. Yes. Is make out, sure <laughs> that you're prepared for it. Yes. So, but, this but is what's this, coming, parents. It's I fun. know. But you know what? I'm, I'm telling you, we are learning what to do with our teenagers. I'm telling you, River's going to be perfect. The river is six years old. And we are going to know so much more for him. We already do. We already do know so much. But it's going to take parents in our generation to start talking to these other parents yes. in, in fourth and fifth grade. With yeah. these, for these kids that are fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Because they're about to enter it. Our 20s right. and 30-year-old parents, I mean, I can't believe we're like mentoring now but i mean it's like that those two generations Mm -hmm. are in the middle of this and we are the leaders of it and we have to teach right that's a good point it's um what if we don't want to the parent the, the, the the kids that are graduating now um they're in college they're they're graduating in college what's done is done with at their at their age there's no more. You can't. Your kids in college, like you're, you're only going to have so much more monitoring. Um, and have any monitoring when the kids yeah, in college? Yeah, things are still really new for those kids. Uh, or excuse me, everything was so new that they didn't know better. But right. I'm not saying they're a lost cause. <laughs> Jeez, but just it's there's not much head. that you're can done. be done there. Right now, where we are, our daughter's in ninth grade. Our son is in eighth grade. They're about to be in eight, ninth and tenth. We're in that stage where we've already given them the phones and we've given them full reign. And then 
now we've got to pull back. And, and it's never too late. And I want everyone to hear to that. Do. It's yeah. hard to do, but it is never too late. And we talked about this as well, creating your village and knowing the their friends and their friends' families and, and doing everything you can to get them together in real life. Mm-hmm. One of the best things that works as well is for the younger kids, like Rivers, uh-huh. friends, talk to the parents and say, let's make a pact. We don't buy them a cell phone until we've consulted with each other. Because one of the things we can really relate to is being left out and we don't want our kids to be left out and so I think that's how a lot of parents get into buying Mm. the phone because everybody else has it and I don't want my child to be bullied or left out but if you know they have that one special friend or that you know two or three special friends that they can be the no phone buddies together (laughs) you know that they at least have that Yep. Or if you There's feel more like more power you, in groups. Or if you feel like you can't talk to the other parent about this sort of thing, maybe when that kid comes to your house, they put cell phones or devices in a basket yes. until it's time to leave and they're like, Oh, but mom said to watch for my text then you could say, you know what, I'll watch for your text. And as soon as I see it, I promise you, I'll come get you. And then maybe even you text the mom and say, hey, I have the kids put the phones on the counter while they're here. Um, I just want them to play. So um, you can also text me when it's time for that. Because we have a phone and we're there, right? Yeah, yeah. And we're addicted Uh, to our phones. So we we always have it. (laughs) I'll tell you a funny story. My, My son's, I think it was his 12th birthday, we had a group of boys coming over to sleep over. And so I had them all in my car and I said okay when we get home everyone's phone is going in the bucket and you're not going to have phones for the whole time and immediately they said oh what what you know I just I just sat through it and didn't say anything and then all of a sudden and from the very back one of them goes smart (laughs) they know they know yeah that was a good one (laughs) so okay well let's come up with some solutions here because I think um We've probably convinced everyone that um, there's a the, problem. There's the, there, it's the devil, and um, <laughs> we need yes. to know some protection here. Um, where it? What do you? What is it that you're going to do to help families who are in this situation right now? They haven't given a phone. Maybe some have already given a phone. Where mm-hmm. can you come in and help? Well, I do a free consult, so Mm -hmm. if they are just wondering about what to do, what their next steps are, if they've already given a phone, we can talk about, there there are a lot of free parental controls that already come with devices, so it doesn't even cost extra money to put those basic Mm -hmm. uh, security controls on. Just gaining knowledge to what's already there. Right, right, and there's an amazing website called protectyoungeyes.com, and he actually walks through any device you can think of step-by-step how to put those controls on and so I actually use that a lot even when I I put your binder together Uh Uh, and just uh, just finding out you know watching childhood 2.0 that gives you a good idea of of what's going on know that any device that you have comes with some level of security or parental control features and then there's monitoring systems like bark and covenant eyes that can they're they're paid for subscriptions and they can they can help you as well and then don't forget the old-fashioned flip phone (laughs) you know depending on why you want your child to have it and then bark has also come out with a a 
a starter phone is what they're uh-huh. calling it. And that is one of the best ways to keep it locked down, keep your monitoring on. And I actually want to just trade in my kids' iPhones and give them the Bark phones for my own peace of mind. If we could have done that from the start, <laughs> that's, I mean, that we believe me, I'm telling you, River, we're going to have it all taken care of. That's, that's what I've recommended to parents who are like, no, my kid's not having a phone, but until they're like 16. And, but then they're like, but I also need them to get a hold of me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, you know what? Maybe a bark phone or a flip phone would be good. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go, if, you know, but here's the next level, though. You, you get, get them maybe a bark or a flip phone. Like they're in fifth grade, sixth grade. They're at practices. You need to be able to get a hold of them. But they're going to get to a certain age where, you know, they're going to need to communicate. They're going to want to communicate with friends. That's how they're going to know about somebody's going to invite them to something. Mm-hmm. Or on, you know, their swim team, they they com- uh, they communicate through group me. Or there's remind you know, texts that go out for the class parties and stuff and your kid's going to get left out. It's they're they're going to get left out, or you have to be really good at those admin skills to keep up with it. Well, we need to discourage the schools and grandparents and sports teams from encouraging things like Snapchat, oh, where so you cannot monitor or put controls on. But things that are you know GroupMe, text message, yes, and uh, and I think that we have a responsibility to teach our kids tech responsibility. We cannot just preach abstinence like sex. Mm -hmm. We have to empower them to get educate themselves to make good decisions because ultimately they're going to be leaving our house and they're this is the world that they're living in and so they are going to fail they're going to make mistakes I like the filtering because we we protect them from those really detrimental mistakes the the big deep holes right but they are going to make other mistakes and hopefully learn from them Mm -hmm. and the most important thing we can do is conversations be present watch our own tech time and and just talk to them about all the things well, I know you sat at our table and, and you kind of heard our kids. It's like they they've had they've been grounded for two months, so they haven't had any of their devices. And if they did any of their device like computers and things like that, have to be out in the open, nothing in their rooms. Um, but they know they're getting them back now, and they know what we've been doing, and that it's going to be restricted. And I mean, they were ready for a PowerPoint presentation on certain apps and certain devices that they were petitioning to keep on oh, their they phone. They want to keep Snapchat. Like, yeah. it, Evan was ready, and you know, at the end of the day, communicating about it, understanding their stance, understanding our stance. I mean, they are young, younger adults at this point. You know, fourteen, fifteen years old. They're not adults, but um, you have to value some of that communication and understand where they're coming from as well but ultimately make the decision that's the tough decision as a parent for them right now in the immediate. And that's where we're at. Giving the kids a voice and you can share your voice and, you know, give them that opportunity. It's practice for them. You want them, if there's a problem at work that they have, you want them to be able to have the cojones to go to their boss Mm -hmm. and be able to present their their issue or if they're deserving of a raise to be able to have a presentation and mm-hmm. so i want the the kids to be able to have that opportunity but also 
need them to understand um, why, um, and then you know that they, they will not always win the argument. Yeah, they're not right. always going to win. You, you <laughs> Which is also a good life race. lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then so that's what we have to do with our teens, and then with River. You know, these paths now are going to be created. So thank you for your your don't take. It. But I, I we we appreciate this because we we love tools and roadmaps and and we will implement these things and so we have teens that are already beyond some of this but we're going to be able to to capture them and 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 regulate and then we have the little one that's going to come up through this and so it's gonna be really cool and what was the wi-fi um system that that you were talking about there's one oh. with at&t and then what else well so every every company that has internet they have a level of parental controls that you can implement that just comes with your system but then if you want a really parent-friendly router it's griffin and all of that is on my website at campbellin.com okay. and and books as well i i love all the the books on on what's happening with our kids. So if you're like me and you're looking at, okay, I could do a flip phone or a bark phone. I could get my Wi-Fi with the Griffin, the parental controls, um, or I could download bark system or family sharing or covenant (laughs) eyes. Um, Need to do a tech contract. Um, Need to have some boundaries set up between my husband and I and the kids and consequences. That's a lot. That's a lot. You do not have to do this by yourself. Talk to Gail. Um, go to her website, do a free consultation, have somebody who is on your side, holding your hand, you know, working out, exercising can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. You get a personal trainer, but the, the, with a personal trainer, you have to work with them like two or three times a week <laughs> for it to be effective with Gail. It's you a can lot do easier. A couple of sessions and you're good. You're set up. So what is your website? It's Campbellin, C-A-M-B-E-L-Y-N.com. And it really is that this, I know we've covered a lot of stuff. This is overwhelming. This is, you know, what do I do? Or I've already messed up. And Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes if we just talk to someone and we just get our fears and our thoughts out in the open, then you you can get a really clear roadmap of how to to do it. And, And sometimes it's a straight detox like you guys did with the flip phone. Sometimes it's a graduated, you know, we take things away slowly, build up, you know, um, and I think too, just I didn't mention this with the the health thing that we were talking earlier. All this information and how overwhelmed we are, that's how our kids are feeling on their phones. All the time. Yes. And so we need to talk to them about that as well. That this that white space, that boredom, that quiet introspection, all of that is important for us to be healthy. It really is. Mm-hmm. And we're giving them that gift. I love it if the kids say, I'm bored. Actually, I never hear I'm bored, except for from River. Evan, a lot. Evan, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're bored? Are you serious? (laughs) Let me me call dad. Dad, hey, Evan (laughs) is bored. What are we going to do? It's bad. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on Thanks here. Thanks for having and me. Chatting about really this very it. important conversation. I'm so glad. I've been wanting to have this conversation for so long. So thank you. Thank you. And It's um, helping our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> have a wonderful day, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Take care. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. 
And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.